Let's get the people moving. Thanks for joining us today. Today we'll be bringing you episode 13 of the Let's Talk Canamax podcast. Like always, we'll cover some of the exciting things happening in and around the district and also get into some topics about some various things in and around the school. So with that being said, let's go ahead and talk Canamax. Now joining us today, we have a special guest. We have two special guests. Number one, Mason Fix. Mason, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing great. And the man, the myth, the legend joining us, none other than Mr. Dill. Mr. Dill, how we doing, buddy? Wow, what an intro. I love trying. that. I mean, yeah. you're the most requested person by far. It's because I pay the most. That's right. Yes. Get paid the most or pay the most? No, I pay the kids. Right, that's right. That, that's course. true. Very true. I may get paid the most, too. You don't know that. Well, thanks for joining us. You know, I know it's hard to get the time, obviously. Uh, we're in our prep period, but that's what we do. We're prepping. Hey, listen, my pleasure. Glad to be here. So, what do you teach? Let's so let's think. Nobody knows Mr. Dill. We're we're going out there with <laughs> Come every, on, man. I know everybody knows the, Mr. Dill. Nah, so, nah. what do you teach? So, um, I, this I teach tenth grade U.S. history, uh, both uh, honors and contemporary, and then I also teach uh, civic leadership one and two. And I I took that over uh, last year after Coach Bell retired. Expand on that because I have no idea. So civic leadership, basically, uh, we talk about uh, the aspects of leadership. What are the qualities? What makes up a good leader? Bad leaders. Um, and we, I sort of, you know, I, I got a lot of information from Coach Bell, but I also wanted to kind of make it my own. And I, we do a lot of activities in there because I think, you know, students every day are like, you know, they're in classes where, and, and nothing to, against science, history, English, math, whatever, but it's very regimented. And I wanted to develop this course as sort of a, an outlet to do activities that are meaningful so that they take something away from it while having fun. I mean, imagine that concept, having, having fun, fun in school and learning. That's you know? pretty cool. That's, that's a crazy concept. But so uh, I feel like do, in doing so, like I'll give you an example. Um, so <clears throat> in leadership two, um, w this chapter is all about respect. So we talk about the, what it means to have respect. What's that look like to you? Self-respect and things like that. And they take like a little self-respect quiz to see how much they respect themselves. But, uh, right now the classes are working on making either a skit video, TikTok, something with the theme of respect. How does respect, what does it look like to you? How can it make the world a better place and things like that? So kids get to make a TikTok. But right. it, it has a meaning behind it and stuff like that. So I, I think that's important. Well, let me ask you, what does respect mean to you? Well, respect is a lot of things, but I, I just think overall, uh, boy, you hit me with a left there. I know, right off yeah, the bat. Respect. Respect. <laughs> yeah. um, respect to me is um, showing somebody that you care. Empathy. In, in a very guess, simple, yeah. yeah, in a very simple way, empathy uh, to me um, is, is a way of respect. Is that um, something that's supposed to be, as we've all probably said or heard, you know, you were raised that way. Is that something that was instilled through parents, through you, through a certain person, grandmother, it doesn't have to be, you know, parents, but somebody special that showed you the way of what respect would be. So I, I think it's both. Mm -hmm. I, I think there's a, a little combination of both because let's face it, we have, I've come across students and people that, um, have had terrible home lives. Right. And yet they're the nicest, respectful people ever. Um, but, you know, um, I think that a lot of it we learn from our parents. I mean, or whoever is the, the guardian in the family. Yeah. But uh, also, I, I think it's who you are. 
You know, it's, it's just who you are. And and for me, it was my grandmother mm-hmm. on my dad's side. You know, I was super close. She taught me humility. She taught me empathy. She taught me, like, not everybody is born the same. Not everybody has the same advantages, disadvantages. Um, and if you just treat people with respect um, and you say please and thank you, it'll take you far in this world. Yeah, and I think when you get to that certain age where you kind of decide who you want to be in life, I think that kind of makes you feel like, you have to respect more people, and it kind of flips a switch to how you handle yourself and carry yourself. So, Mason, since you're sorry to interrupt real exactly. quick, but um, you're the student example here. Like, do you feel that's missing more and more the respect uh, among your peers? So, so recently, I feel like it's kind of gotten out of hand a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's obviously a lot of like disrespecting teachers in the school, um, and I get it. Like, some kids are raised differently have harder home lives and we have no clue what's going on outside of school and i don't know but but then you like mr dill said you have the uh you have the kids that have horrible lives outside of school and they're the greatest people ever mm-hmm. but but i do think respect is kind of like not going away but i think it's kind of lacking so it's so much needed now more what do you feel mr dill do you feel it's needed more today than it would have been maybe 10 20 30 years ago i feel like um not bashing people, but just no, saying, like in general. In like, all honesty, yeah. I I feel like every generation has the same feeling. Yeah, you know, m- yeah. my parents would be Mason, like your grandparents probably grew up with their parents saying, "Oh, you know, listen, this rock and roll stuff," and mm. "Oh, this is awful." And then you know, m- when I was your age, it was you know, "Oh, you kids, you know, worried about all this, and and you don't show any respect." I'm worried about the world when when you guys grow up, and now here we are again with your no, it's generation. And stuff and yeah, yeah. Concerned. We live in the greatest time ever, right? So information is right there at our fingertips. Medicine, I mean, you name it. Yeah, we are at the greatest point, and it's something that they were probably super scared of. I do understand the respect factor, but I don't know. I think social media has changed that in in phones, mm-hmm. right? Because when we talk about respect, um, how many students out there are in a classroom? And the teacher is addressing something, whether it's directions, whether it's a lesson, whether it's whatever, and you're not tuned in. You're either hiding the earbuds under your long hair or you're on your phone behind the back of the person in front of you. To me, that is a sign of disrespect when somebody Mm -hmm. is talking to you or addressing something to you, whether you agree with it or not. Correct. You give them your undivided attention. And I think in in the aspect of what Mason was saying is I think I think social media and phones have have changed that a lot. Yeah. and I, I get it. It is disrespectful when teachers are talking. And I, I am a victim. I go on my phone here and there. But but to me, when teachers are talking about something, I feel like it should be you're looking at them paying attention because they are trying to help you and make you better and educate you. And that's our job. And they're mm-hmm. doing their job. And, and a lot of, like Mr. Doe, I know he loves his job. And he loves doing this. Well, I got him fooled. No. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> um, but I feel I feel like it'd be definitely like disrespectful to you when people are on their phones and such. Well, and it's a two way street. I always talk about this in, in my leadership class as well, is that, you know, how many of you students out there when um, you, you are talking to a teacher and, and they're on their phone or they're on the computer or they're. They're looking away from you, not making eye contact. So really, I don't mean it's not just your generation. I just think in general, uh, everyone has become affected through social media and instant gratification and being obsessed with focusing on other things rather than getting back to basics and just 
100%. Tried mentioning that on our previous episode with, you know, are, is social media addictive? And 100%. I, and it's almost like taking the disrespect factor out. When they walk in here, they have computers in front of them. They still yes. have their phone out. And it's almost like it's just, it's habit. They don't even think about it. Right. So you're right. 90 some percent of them, if I'm like everybody that's put our phones away, they do it, you know. But again, I think it's addiction, like the phone part and the disrespect I do believe comes from that. And look, I'm 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 no better. Look, I I'm love guilty. social yep, media. I'm guilty. I'll 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 start scrolling on TikTok and before I know so, it, it's an hour and a half later. 100%. That's why and I'm I like, do not what? have it. But it's it's fantastic. Mm-hmm. It's fantastic. You know, the Chinese they can find out whatever they want about right. it. I don't care. <laughs> right. I love it. I love YouTube. Like everything I've yes. ever done is been YouTube's YouTube. awesome. Everything. Like mm-hmm. building things, moving things, doing this, that, YouTube. So same thing. I could be on there for I'm not a TikTok you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for, but like, I, I'm not addicted to TikTok yet. I've, I've yet to go that far, but yeah, social media, phones, everything. Um, it's definitely, it's tough and yeah. it's awesome to have leadership as I love that class. Like love hearing about it, everything about it. I would, I would only teach that if I could not, not that I don't love us history and, and Miss Taylor, if you're listening, not pay attention. <laughs> uh, but no, I would, I would just teach that. I love it. I love that. It's just sort of a, a class that that doesn't have it's not regimented and it's just we can sometimes sit down like we are right now and we can discuss respect or you know uh, confidence or uh, whatever communication and we can just discuss it and sometimes like is, isn't that just a great class it's awesome. right well like when teachers open up like like when we're talking about like a book or something let's say in english and they open the floor and we're just talking it always turns into something not even related to the book but it's we're just talking about like life almost. And, and I never took your leadership class. I, I kind of regret it. I'm sorry. No, that's <laughs> all right, man. He's shaking his head. But, um, <laughs> but it, it's like from what you've been saying, it, it's just, it makes the class environment better. It makes you want to go to that class. Like there's some classes I've had that I've dreaded mm-hmm. going to, but there's also some classes that I'm all, that I'm like, this teacher is giving us the freedom and they're, te- and they're treating us like people. They're letting us talk about things that we truly care about. My goal is always, and I tell, I tell my students on the first day or the first day of the semester, my goal for them is for my class to be the highlight of their day. I, that's my goal. I want my class. I want them to look forward to coming to my class. Um, and, you know, um, hopefully at the end of the semester of the year, I, I deliver on that. But I, I, I try my best, you know. Yeah, and like during the uh, COVID year, I, I had I had you um, for U.S. history, and besides a little bit of cheating that happened, it's mean, COVID. <laughs> what? Uh, don't there was like, cheating during COVID? No, no way. But, no but way. You, you were my first period, wow. and you were probably the only period that I truly paid attention to. And it, and it's cool because my mom, when she'd come into my room, wake me up, she'd be like, "Get on class," and she'd come check if I was up. Mm-hmm. She'd be like, "It's really cool." to listen to him teach because you like, you just understand like how to talk to us. I'm going to give you a hug later, Mason. That's awesome. awesome. This is what it is all about. Like whenever, whenever you get that one note, right? So you had a hard year, maybe whatever it is. I have somewhere over here. I still keep them. I'm sure you do too. Yep. And it's just something as simple as like, thank you. Right. I have some that were more heartfelt, you know, like you changed everything for me and I was going in a dark place and they'll open up to you. As educators, we want to change everybody. But even if you change one, like one keeps me going. It's like when you're it's golfing, right? Having a crappy round, you hit that birdie, just keep on going. Next exactly. thing you know, I'm like bogey, double bogey. But right. same thing with teaching. As long as you get that one kid that appreciates it, it makes a world of difference for sure. Absolutely. Um, moving on to some of the students were asking me questions to ask you. Like one was... What would you do if you weren't teaching? So um, 
I'm sure a lot of people know, uh, this is actually my second career. I worked in the medical field. I was a respiratory therapist um, for, for a number of years, uh, about 10 years before that. And I was doing home care education. My wife and I just got married, went on our honeymoon. We flew back a week after getting back from our honeymoon. The company I was working for doing home care education, uh, they lost their contract with Highmark and I was out of a job and I didn't want to go back to the hospital. I love the teaching aspect. So I, I looked at my wife and I said, look, I know you didn't sign up for this, but I'd like to go back to school. I think I want to be a, a school teacher. And God love her. She was like, sure. You know, and so we went probably about seven years with only one income between the two of us. Um, but I, um, I got, um, I got student, I student taught here at Canamac under Mr. Sherry or not the Mr. Sherry here, one, his yeah. dad. Yeah. Right. And, uh, which by the way, quick side, side note here, um, Mr. Sherry here, his dad, um, I knew his, my wife's family and his family have known each other for years. My wife had the biggest crush on him <laughs> when she was in high school. Right. So right. then I started student okay. teaching with him uh-huh. and she was like, Oh my God, Mr. Sherry. Mr. Sherry. Right? And now I mean, it carries now like, on to the other I Mr. Sherry. This guy's brave. Wow. You know, I have a side story about that real quick. And then we'll just, we'll keep going yeah. with that is when me and Brandon got hired at the same time, I'm one day ahead of him. So he's, you know, ratting him about that. And he knows it when we're getting introduced. Remember we used to do the introductions. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm standing there. I'm like, all right, I got this, right? They introduce the teacher, and it's like a good applause. Yeah, and then another one. And I look over, and Brandon's right in front of me. I'm like, oh, right. are you kidding me? Of all the teachers, right. right? I wanted to hurry up and try to, like, sneak in front of him. So <laughs> he goes out there. Everybody's like the gone. Beatles. Yeah, you know, they're, they're, they're going into the bonkers, building. you know, right. Mr. Sherrier. Ah, and then Mr. Maisner. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah. man, this guy. He's awesome, though. I mean, yes. just phenomenal family for teaching yeah. to be part of Canamac, but carry on with like, so your education, you went to Pitt. So first degree uh, health science at Pitt. And then of course, uh, secondary education, social studies at Cal U student taught here. There was an, four openings in social studies the next year. And I just was fortunate to slide right in. Uh, and I've been here ever since I actually, um, I was also interviewing at Peters Township okay. uh, while I was interviewing here at Canamac. Right. So, when I got the call that I got the job here at Canon Mac, you know, of course, I let Peters Township know that I wouldn't be carrying on the interview. And, of course, in true Peters Township fashion, they were like, what do you mean, yeah. Canon mm-hmm. Mac? You know you have an opportunity here. Yeah. And I'm like, this is exactly why I chose Canon Mac. It's just a f- I love it. It's a family environment. I love the kids. And honestly, nothing against Peters Township. Yeah, actually, everything against yeah, Peters yeah, Township. Yeah, yeah, come on. Yeah, uh, yeah right. Let's be real. Still, I think the ones um, listening would understand <laughs> for sure. But um, you know, I just I love I love it here. I really culture. do. And yeah, the culture here mm-hmm. is great. It really is, and it's such a great mix of kids. Um, it keeps you humbled. Um, it can inspire you. The kids are amazing. The, the staff here. We have such amazing teachers here, um, and, and 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 our administration. Um, and, and Miss Taylor and, and all the administrators like it, they're really you if you're if you're a student listening to this, it's so important to love your job. It's so important to have a good boss mm-hmm. um, because it just makes, you know, it makes it so much easier to, to do your job and, and to get to work. I so. mean, like you said, love your job. Growing up, I've always been told love your job. You never have to get a day at work. That's it. That's it. Yep. Um, and like his story, mine's a little similar, which you probably didn't know, but I was in architectural engineering working downtown Pittsburgh, same thing, like company laid me off, got another job, me and my wife got married, was going to buy a house, laid me off. I was like, Oh, my goodness, right. So my wife is a teacher. And you know, God bless her soul. Same thing. I'm like, she she's the one that said, 
don't you go back and be a teacher? I'm like, come on, are you serious? Like, you know, but we grinded it out, you yeah. know, four years, um, Cal U, so yeah. alumni, and uh, went back to be a teacher. And it was probably because this could be a good segue into the next one with your coaching. You know, for me, I was coaching wrestling. I was like a natural, right? So it just felt comfortable being around mm-hmm. kids and felt, I was like, what could I do? And I was like, I'm good at drawing, good working with kids, be a teacher. Um, same thing that I was at Ambridge. This job opened up. It was like dream come true. Like literally, like I think some teachers don't realize how good we have it here. You go to some of these other schools and it is way worse, way worse. Well, you talked about like coaching wrestling. I've known you most of my life as mm-hmm. Coach Dill, mm-hmm. not Mr. Dill. And, and, and the, my freshman year, the first time I came in here and I saw it, I saw you in the hallways and I was like, I can't believe that's Mr. Dill and not Coach Dill. It's kind of weird. Yeah, it is weird. <laughs> yeah. It's really weird. Wearing, and, and wearing the, a couple hats. And, and knowing that, that Cam is class ahead of me mm-hmm. and knowing that i grew up around you two yeah uh through basketball and it's kind of kind of been a weird ride bring almost. us into the basketball so how did you get involved in basketball what is basketball to you we know you coach lay it out so um coach bell uh, listen i was so fortunate to to learn from coach bell who i just have the uh, utmost respect for he's just an incre- incredible person i agree Love um and, um, you know, to, to learn from him, not just the X's and O's of basketball, but to realize you, you can't, like teaching, you can't coach every kid the same way. You know, Mason here, I can probably yell at him, get right up in him, and, and, and that motivates him. But other kids, I, I had to maybe put my arm around and be a little more gentle. And, and part of that just goes back, like I said, whether it's teaching, whether it's whatever, is, is knowing who you're teaching, who you're coaching, get to know them. And if you do that, um, you just do what's natural. And like I said, I, I, I was just so fortunate to learn from Coach Bell. And I've been the, the head coach of our freshman team for, oh, God, I'm crazy, 12, 13, 14 years. I, I don't really know how long it's been. Uh, I coached at the middle school for a while. And uh, I started out coaching middle school girls. That Can I just say that was the scariest thing ever? I could imagine. 12-year-old girls are frightening. Mm-hmm. They cried if I played them too much. They cried if I didn't play them at all. Yep. They cried all the time. And poor, the hormones are going crazy. Right. Um, and I, I was just, to, I didn't know how to handle that. But the girls wrestling team last year was right. like something totally brand new. Right. right? I don't right. have, I have an older sister. She's way older than me. No other sisters, no siblings. <laughs> Like four boys, you know, I was one of five boys. So it's like getting involved with that. Yeah. And then there's like, we're just going to throw this on you. And I'm yeah. like, oh boy, like, yeah. how do we handle this? But and no disrespect you, no, to the yeah, ladies. It you, no, it, I right. think it made me a better coach. Absolutely. Made you, Cause like, Absolutely. it's just a totally different. I know it's kind of, it's kind of like, like I have a younger sister and I've grown up with her through that age mm-hmm. and she's still young and figuring out like what to do. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of made me almost a better person. Yeah. yeah, because I understand like I understand more of what people go through and how to handle it. No and there's a, and there's definitely some mornings where we get into arguments. <laughs> oh yeah, and I don't understand why she's upset, but I'm right. still learning. I mean, yeah. I mean, she she's made me better because of the things she has gone through in life and the things I've seen her going through. Probably yeah. could definitely help you out with marriage, which we could talk later about because it's a hot mess. <sighs> how much but time you got? I know, right? That's a, that could be a couple <laughs> episodes right there. But um, coaching wise, though, highlights of your career. Um, look, uh, yeah, I mean, probably I mean, all of them. I know they all are. But. Look, it's always a highlight beating Peters and mm-hmm. St. Clair and Lebo every time we do that. 100%. But I, there is there is one particular story, and, and Mason actually was involved in this. This is something I'll never forget. 
So Mason's freshman year, I'm coaching him and, you know, Nick Sedgkar and, and, and Mikey Dixon and, and those guys and, and, and Pernisic. And um, we had gotten beaten earlier that year by Peters Township by, uh, what was it, Mason, like 40 points. So, you so weren't I there. wasn't there for that game. I was down in Florida. I missed that game. Yes, and I points. came back, and we got beat We got beat by 40 just, points. Just, yeah. just like, drove out of the belly. Just slaughtered. Yes. And we came back, and, and I asked you guys, I was like, are they that good? And they're like, well, we played bad. And they're really good also. But but I came back and I was like talking to them. I said, what if we bet Mr. Dill? We beat them. Yeah. So the the bet ends up being that, you know, okay, all right, we lost by four. There's no way we can beat these guys, right? right? So, it's, so it's the last game of the year. And I said to them, all right, listen, if you guys win this game against Peters, right, I'll let you shave my head. I remember this. Yep. I'll let okay. you shave I my head. This. I still have the video that you told us yes. to take. <laughs> yeah, of course not. Yeah. Um, and um, so sure enough, like we're – we're, we're playing well, uh, and maybe they're playing a little bit. They weren't playing bad. We just played really well. Like, that's all you need to do out there, folks, is just shave your head, like, mo- give them motivation. Give them motivation. So. <laughs> that always seems to be the go-to coach one, too. It's like – So it's like the fourth quarter, and we're winning. And now, like, everybody who's on the bench, and we get in the timeout, everybody's like, oh, he's getting his head shaved. He's ah. getting his head shaved. And so, like, there's, like, four minutes left in the fourth quarter, and we're maybe up six. And I swear, I swear uh, on, on my son's life – uh, I honestly contemplated like putting in our five worst players and just <laughs> throwing it, lose by one or whatever, wide. right? We gave it but all. of course not. It's Peter's Township. Right, we had to beat them. We end up beating them. And then later on, like a week later, down in our locker room, uh, our assistant coach, who was Mrs. Delir's son, um, he bought Chick-fil-A. And one by one, they, they pulled out the, the, the clippers, clippers and bzzz, and just shaved it off. But I got to tell you, it was the it was the greatest haircut I ever got, and probably the one thing in my coaching career I'll, I'll never ever forget. No, it was it was awesome. I remember <laughs> I, I was gonna give you a uh, a nice little fade on the side, yeah, and I just made a line in your head. I just like made old a school, line. yeah. <laughs> you are blessed with that nice head of hair, though. So I well, think you'll, yeah. you'll you'll be all right when I think it's got to shave it. My yeah. my uh, my mom's father's side, I think, is what, is what it is. I think something like that. I gave up because all my brothers have hair like yours. Yeah. Not me. I'm the only one out of six that has any receding hairline <laughs> or anything. And the family tree's like everybody's six foot tall, and then there's the milkman's baby. Right. So I don't know. You mm. know. Well, I'll take my smarts and run with it, I guess. I don't know. Well, talking about fair memory, I know Cam, probably the most important thing to you. I know how, yeah. how much he means to you. What's your favorite memory with Cam? So uh, this is this is easy. Um, I mean, school wise, um, and I know that we were talking earlier. Um, my my most memorable moments in school uh, is number one, without a doubt, handing him his diploma. Man, and and when you have a, a child, um, you'll realize. But that moment was maybe the most proud moment and most impactful moment of my life. And you know, I'm, I'm lucky I got through it without without getting emotional. You should have. <laughs> and then obviously last year, being able to speak to the graduation class. Like them choosing me, and like I said, we have so many phenomenal uh, educators here at Canamac. For them to pick me to speak to them on such an, an, a significant day, and my son to be there, um, and then Mr. Orr gave this this introduction that was he's knocked it out of the park. It was it was phenomenal. Um, those are the two things I'll remember forever. Like as far as school wise, no, I was there. I remember, and um, your speech was awesome. Like, Thanks, man. And there's a lot of us. As we know, you know, you go to a, a teacher meeting, they're giving speeches and you kind of zone out, but not not those ones. Those ones, yeah. I, mean, I mean, I know you are doing your thing, so you don't realize it, but you could look around and just everybody was in it. Oh, so that's good to know. 
Well, I, I, I texted Coach Bell when I found out, and I was like, you know, hey, you did this last year. Um, what what advice do you have? And he was like, just be yourself. He goes, they chose you because of you, who you are. So don't be something that you're not. And so I just kind of spoke from the heart, and you know, that, that's what makes you you for right. sure. Thanks, you know man. what I mean? Yeah. Anything else you wish that you could share with students that might want to take your class or, you know, anybody listening that they don't know about you, nothing crazy, obviously, but like something, <laughs> yeah, something we get, fun. We get real we crazy, get, right? Real crazy. Yeah, we can. But uh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Like I like skateboarding. Some people don't know I skateboard. So like, is there something I know uh, you mentioned you like to cook? Oh, man. You, you, holler at your boy, Mace. I can get it done in the <laughs> yeah. kitchen. I love cooking. I do. Okay. Um, and thanks to TikTok and YouTube. I can cook whatever I want. Like it's it's automatically like having you know uh, so Gordon Ramsay yeah. in my so kitchen. You go all out. Oh yeah, listen, I love it. I love it. I, listen, I, I I try to really eat healthy. Mm-hmm. I really am a big proponent of you are what you eat. Yep. Um, don't get me wrong. I ate a donut right before we came up here to do this. Right. <laughs> we so we can have a cheat that. days. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, I, I do love to cook, and and I'll tell you in on another thing too. And uh, you know, I love I love reality TV. I love it. I oh, can't get a, enough. You're a drama of it. boy, aren't you? I love. Yes, I can't. I can't get enough of it. I don't know what it. I reality TV. I like that alone show. That's my kind. I of love thing. it too. I right? watch that. So, but I Bachelor. Really? Oh, man, I can't. I'm probably I can't get saying into those too much. Uh, yeah. I mean, what's your I, favorite one? Then, do you have a favorite one? Uh, if you could watch like a series of like you know some of them are five seasons long, which one? You know what I mean? Like Breaking Bad. I like Breaking Bad. Oh, Breaking Bad is the greatest show ever. Mm-hmm. It's the greatest show ever. I, I watched it straight yes. through. It was like, this I mean, is phenomenal. It's it's great. Sopranos, mm-hmm. all, all that stuff. I don't know if you guys watched, but like kind of recently, but Yellowstone. It's fantastic. I, I watched it in maybe a week. Hmm. You I, know the thing about Yellowstone? Everybody now is like, you know, wearing Wrangler jeans. Oh, and, yeah. And they've got a cowboy hat on. They want to move to Wyoming. They don't realize how tough that is, oh, that lifestyle. Oh, no. It, would it wouldn't last a day. No. I wouldn't last a, a, an hour. No. That's just not me. I, where do I shower? Like, when is when do I get my steak and lobster? You know right? I mean? Oh, yeah. No, it's at the end of the day. You know, it's 10 o'clock at night. They're getting showers. Yes. So oh, yeah. that's tough work. Maybe um, not even a shower. Right. Right. Maybe you're going to bed. And, and you, listen, I got to. The one thing I can't. I'm a pretty boy. Like, I, I got to, you know, I prim. Proper, you know, I got nothing wrong with taking care of ourselves. No, for sure. no, no, not at no, all. Best dress, though. I know we're running low on time, but the suit. I mean, oh, that's explain the, the suit. Yeah. That's the staple. Yeah, you are known as one of the teachers that wears a suit. You rock it. It's not just a suit. It's it's like it's uh, it's suit. well. First off, it's it's a prof- we have we are professionals, right? Correct. So and the, nothing against. Look, not everybody can do a suit, but here's here's the key. I go to Saks off off Fifth at the Tanger Outlets. Okay, and they have buy one get one free suits. So for like three hundred bucks, and I know three hundred bucks can be a lot, right? But, but for three hundred bucks, I can get two suits. Yeah, and then I got this girl over in Green Tree, right? Uh, Min, uh, she's great. She's awesome, and um, she tailors, tailors it, right? You gotta perfect. gotta have to fit, have, right? You you have have nothing fit. worse than a suit that doesn't fit. I didn't realize that until I became a teacher. So See? I would have suits. So, you know, I didn't know that until I could, took pictures, you know what I mean? I'm getting yeah. into education. looks horrible on me. I get it fitted and had a real name brand suit. And I'm like, <laughs> man, I look good. Like, yes. I'm, gonna, so I'm just going to keep doing this. So, yeah, look, I have like three of them. And the key, like, if you look good, if you feel, like, you'll mm-hmm. feel good. There, You know, there's there's really something about that. So, anyway, all right, I know we're running out of time. I can do this all day. I, I, I can do this all We love having 100%. you here. Like, the yeah. excitement is awesome. So, if everybody listening loved having uh, Mr. Dill on here, Mason, thanks for joining us. My um, man. Let My us know man. what other questions you have for him. Follow us on Instagram, letstalk.canamac. 
let us know how the episode went. And I appreciate it. Thanks, Mr. Dill. Thanks, uh, Mason. Thank you. All right, we'll see you Thanks guys. Thanks for having me. Yep. Bye. Bye.